Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it is time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Let's start with the breaking news out of the United States. Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling there protecting abortion rights overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Not unexpected after well, the earlier leak of that draft ruling, but yeah, still the draft a shocker. Was leaked back in May. Still a dark day in the United States. This really is going to hit um, minority women and impoverished women uh, disproportionately hard, particularly in the American South. So about half the states, roughly half the states have banned abortion. Half the states haven't. So you're going to see many women traveling between states to um, uh, access uh, uh, services. And there could be, uh, again, women coming to Canada. Uh, Washington State, just south of here, is a pro-choice state. Uh, uh, They are, just read an analysis, Seattle Times this morning just moved. They expect a 350% uh, increase in women coming to Washington State, particularly from Idaho, which has banned abortion. So this is a very uh, dark day in American history. And again, a reminder that Donald Trump may not be in the White House, but he still effectively runs that country on many levels because the Supreme Court is dominated now by the justices he appointed. Well, I, I guess it's a dark day, depending on which side of this very divisive debate that you're on. I mean, for the, well, for, the uh, for the other side, they're celebrating. Ma- significant majority of Americans are pro-choice. Well, that's it. So like if no, you take a look at some of the dark opi- day, no you, matter how you, you slice it. I mean, you take a look at some of the opinion polling on it. I mean, the country appears to be divided down the middle on so many different issues. Not um, this one. In this case, you've got a, a ruling that would appear to go against the majority of public opinion in the United it States. Does. If you look at polling, it does now. So, so why do you? If that's the case, if you have a majority want abortion rights in the United States, why are half the states in the U.S. getting set to ban abortion or restrict it? Well, again, state rights. Right? Yeah. The United States is very much protective of states' rights. So this is a reminder, again, that at the end of the day, um, they don't have a national health care system. They've got a state health care system. So you do have individual states have different individual rules on various health services, abortion among them. And uh, primarily the American South is basically uh, anti-abortion, uh, parts of the Midwest, the Northeast and Northwest are pro-choice. So you, you've got this sort of checkerboard uh, map down there when it comes to this particular uh, type of health care. And again, you're going to see now women having to be forced to go to other states. Interestingly enough, again, um, Idaho equates abortion to murder. And the Seattle Times analysis raised the question, could a woman be prosecuted for murder if Whoa. she went to Washington State to get an abortion? And that's something that has not been clarified yet. That's how. That's I, how, how, could, how could that happen? Well, that's that's the law in the books. She's an Idaho resident, yeah. and does something that on the Idaho's rules they equate to, to murder. Now, obviously, there'll be more court cases on this. Uh, the, you've got the Democrats and other pro-choicers saying we're not giving this up. We're going to fight this tooth and nail. Well, let's listen to U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren on on this point, the Democratic senator, and here is her reaction to the U.S. Supreme Court ruling. I am spitting mad over this. This is not what America wants. And in a democracy on this issue, the Supreme Court does not get the last word the people do. And we are going 
to fight back. And in November, we're going to make sure that we elect enough people who believe in that democracy that we can pass Roe versus Wade and make it the law of the land again. Okay, does this invigorate the Democratic base in the United States, especially yeah. to look forward to those those primaries or in regional elections in the fall? Well, I remember the day that memo leaked, you and I talked about on the show here, does this invigorate the Democrats? It yeah. seemed to have for a short time. Uh, then it sort of died, seemed to die down because it yeah. was just a leak and it sort of faded. Now the ruling's out. And I wonder whether you're right that this may embolden and invigorate uh, somewhat listless Democrats who right now are spending more time talking about replacing Joe Biden than defeating Republicans. Right now, the number of polls suggested the Democrats are going to get slaughtered in the midterms. Yeah. Maybe this changes the, the goalposts. You see, when she says that well, we can fight back and change the law and pass some sort of federal abortion law, I mean... You know, they'd, have to, they'd have to pick you, up significant seats in the Senate. Well, yeah, the in the Senate, like you need like 60 senators. Yeah, I, very hard to see that happening. Yeah. And again, you've got, the, you've got the U.S. Supreme Court, which is the, you know, the Supreme Court yeah. is run by Trump appointees. And they're not going to change their minds on this. Yeah. So... Um, until that Supreme Court equation changes, I think uh, the United States is stuck with this. Okay, taking a look at uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's Twitter feed, any tweets in the last hour, the news coming out of the United States is horrific. My heart goes out to the millions of American women now set to lose their legal right to an abortion. I want women in Canada to know we will always stand up for your right to choose. Does this now sort of morph into sort of Canadian politics as well, potentially? Well, Trudeau would like that. That's Trudeau's style, is to take issues that are on the periphery and bring them in to try to have the wedge issue with the sure. conservatives. He's done, he does that with guns. Gun he control. He does that with abortion. Yeah. Um, uh, he'll do that with gay rights. So this is that's his modus operandi. It's yeah. not necessarily... I mean, there's no threat to Canada right now, except there will be... Um, more women coming into Canada to get abortion services. And again, abortion is available on a piecemeal basis in Canada. Not all provinces have the same number of clinics yeah. and not all, particularly it's urban areas primarily. So again, it comes a question of access, perhaps being a little more limited because the demand for that access is going to increase. Okay, let's talk about a story a little closer to home here and Premier John Horgan uh, announcing some some good news with regard to his health, mm-hmm. and I know you've been uh, texting with him. Let me play a clip here of uh, John Horgan on the Donnie and Dally show on Check TV, and you'll hear a, a exchange here between Horgan and sportscaster Don Taylor. Have a listen to this. How's the health? Your your health issues well documented. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, actually, this will be uh, we're breaking news here. Uh, I've had uh, a clean uh, PET scan, so there ain't no cancer in me. Uh, I'm very happy about that. Uh, oh. Breaking news on on the team today, and uh, I, I've got some some challenges with uh, after effects of treatment and so on. But uh, that's that can be managed. I'm I'm fighting weight again, Donnie. I could outrun you yep. again. Yeah. Well, that's not saying much. Trust me. Your thoughts? Yeah, so great news for John Horgan. Um, We texted back and forth yesterday. He said he would have talked about this at his news conference, but we spent all our time talking about the museum and the BCG strike vote, so it never came up. And interestingly enough, uh, Don Taylor, a veteran sportscaster, and him are old lacrosse billets. Uh, They played each other and billeted each other's home back in the day. So they're old friends. Uh, So, yeah, breaking news. Good for Donnie Taylor to to break that. So that's good news for John Horgan. Cancer-free. He met with his oncologist on Monday. He had that PET scan about a month ago. What is that? PET scan, what is that? 
just it's a scan scan of, the, scan of his throat cancer. Yeah, so there's exactly. no just, and nothing showed up, and they wait a bit, do more tests, yeah. and his oncologist told him on Monday you're cancer free. Yeah. Now he still I think he has fatigue issues and this type of thing, but uh, uh, that's great news considering where he was in December. Where do you think Horgan is? Like, do you think he'll run again in the next election? We talked a bit about this yesterday. I've talked to lots of people in government. No one knows. Yeah. He knows. Uh, he's going to be all on. on Maybe the, he hasn't decided himself. I think that could very well be the case. I think yeah. he's going to, like I say, he enjoys this. I've covered 10 premiers, never met one who enjoys the job more, although it's been a bit of a grind the last few months with cancer. And the issues are piling up on his plate. You know, the museum was not a fun issue for him. Uh, he had to, you know, uh, he took full ownership of it and walked away. Uh, you could tell he was getting frustrated in the house at times. He dropped that F-bomb. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I wonder how much of that had to do with his health situation rather than than anything else. And if, if that continues to improve, I expect him to be, um, uh, you know, take some time right. off in the summer and come back fighting in the fall. He does have that Premier's Conference in July, July 11th and 12th. All the Premiers are coming to Victoria and Justin Trudeau, and he's going to be front and center in that. Well, I think for the the vast majority of people, no matter what your politics are in BC, you got to be happy to hear someone yeah, has, sure. has, has been cancer-free after going through what he's what he's gone through. So, that, so that's good news. Uh, let me ask you about another story briefly here, Keith, and we'll fit in a break here. So I thought that here's a dramatic confrontation we saw yesterday unfold on Vancouver Island near Nittanad on Vancouver Island. So we've got an anti-old growth logging blockade once again up in that region. So activists have blocked a logging road. Now check this out. You've got the local First Nations here who are, some of them are involved in old growth logging in this area. Three they First went Nations. there, three First Nations, and they went there, elected chiefs of these First Nations and, and, and hereditary chiefs, and they went and told these protesters to leave, just yeah. go home. Okay, this is our territory. We can figure this stuff out for ourselves. And they refuse to leave. So here's what you're going to hear here. Brian Tate, who is the elected chief of the Dididot First Nation. Uh, Robert Dennis, elected chief of the Hawaii First Nation, confronting these road blockaders. Have a listen to this. We ask you to clean up your mess, pack up and leave. We're here to speak to you and inform you. The things you have crossed, the boundaries you have crossed, and the disrespect you're showing. We have an inherent right to say who can come on our lands and who can't come on our lands. That is being exercised by the highest authority of the Ditida people. Okay, and then the protesters who are wearing masks just looked back at them and said, no, we're not leaving. Your thoughts? Well, it, it could get very ugly out there uh, over the summer. I mean, this is uh, three First Nations, as you say, hereditary chiefs and elected councillors and elected chiefs all together now saying, get off our land. Yeah. So these are environmental protesters uh, who are not First Nations, who are defying the... Uh, now an order from First Nations. This is a, an eviction order. And it's again, you've got, you're pitting the environmental protest movement against First Nations. Oh, they say that some First Nations elders support them and ask them well, to be there. Well, hereditary chiefs and, and, and elected chiefs together, that's immaterial. Yeah, and you know, for, for to me, I find this infuriating because a, a lot of the people in this, in this protest movement will frequently in, invoke indigenous yeah. rights or the UN, the UN Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People when they put up these blockades, and then when you have the legitimate spokespeople for these First Nations saying, look, we want you to leave, okay? Mm -hmm. This is our... Then they don't do it. So they're complete hypocrites. Com complete yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, very narcissistic group of people. 
it's all about them it's, and define right. the the rights of the people who actually hold title to that land. Okay, phone me on that if you like. Do you think they should take down the blockades when those First Nations leaders ask them to leave? Uh, if you want to weigh in on Roe v. Wade in the United States overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, do you think uh, that issue will bubble up in Canada now? Let's go right to your phone calls. Sean in North Vancouver. Hi, Sean. Go ahead. Morning, Mike. It's a bit rich of Justin Trudeau to say we will always support a woman's right to choose when security of person, which obviously has to do with abortion rights, is key in Canada. If you're not safe, all your other rights are meaningless. Yet Trudeau, in freezing uh, purchases of handguns, discriminates against primarily women who might need that to keep themselves safe. And not only does it discriminate against women, but particularly Indigenous women, women of colour, and and, um, other um, marginalised populations. So he's talking out of one side of his mouth and completely dismissing with a wave of his hands the primary right of a woman to choose, which is one... How, okay. when, and that's, if to keep herself that's a, safe. That's Thanks a huge call. stretch. I have not heard a single advocacy group representing women or Indigenous women clamoring for the use of handguns. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a bank shot for me, too, but on the other hand, you know... That's the first time I've ever heard that argument. Yeah. Kind uh, of clever. You know, you know, it's a talking point, I think, that could resonate with uh, some people in the Conservative Party, but for mm-hmm. for a guy like Justin Trudeau and, and his the people in his war room, they look at the opinion polls on this stuff, okay? So they will look at opinion polls on abortion. They will look at opinion polls on gun control. And they feel like they're very happy where they're at on this because they feel like they're on the side of the majority, especially for urban voters where all the ridings are. And you're right. The more more they can push the conservatives into a corner, the more they like it. Let's go to Gord on the line in Kelowna. Hi, Gord. Morning, Mike. Morning, Keith. Hi. Go ahead. So, Roe versus Wade, and I've heard Keith say it quite a bit, too, that what happens south of 49 doesn't take very long to get north of 49. And I think within a year, we're going to start seeing this happening, uh, the conservative groups protesting the abortion rights, things like that. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been quite a push by the conservatives in the yep. last five, eight years down in the state. So, it yep. won't take long before I think it crops up here. Perfect, perfectly valid point. I mean, we are seeing, uh, it's interesting, um, the, David Colette, the pollster, Abacus Data poll last week getting a lot of attention where a significant number of Canadians support, con- believe in conspiracy theories and uh, replacement theory, which is a racist anti-immigration view, higher than a lot of people thought. It's not much of a stretch to draw a line between those that type of thinking and anti-abortion thinking. But I don't think the federal conservatives are going to go no, anywhere so. near abortion. And I they, mean, even Pierre Pauliev, yeah. you know, has said that you know he, he's, he's not, not touching, touching abortion no, laws. So I don't think any. You're not going to see any political party or any government yeah. in Canada push this. But no. look for Trudeau to continue to push this issue and give the give the notion that somehow sure. it's just around the corner. Sure, Mike and Langley. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Well, it's interesting. I know it's going to spark a lot of debate, the Roe v. Wade, but if you actually go back and listen to what the Supreme Court justices that brought it forward said, is they said, when you vote federally, you don't have a say. You really don't have control or a vote on anything in particular. By putting this vote now and doing this, overturning this, they're now putting the power, the decision-making power, back to the states. Mm -hmm. The voters have authority via voting in their respective states. So whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, 
this is actually a good thing because it's now giving people the opportunity to have their say. But when it was well, federally regulated, you have no say. Well, well the pro no, the pro life camp would the pro life forces in the United States would certainly disagree with well, you. And then this is returning part of the states. But to, again, to, to turn this around, if you were to support this notion, you would support Alabama still segregating people uh, against blacks or, uh, um, and. Uh, uh, exi- having um, racist uh, statutes on the, the books other, as they did in the 60s the until other, their Supreme Court decisions overturned them. The other extraordinary thing about this is the Supreme Court overturning a right that had early been been affirmed by the court, which is very unusual. Well, right? well, it has it does happen from time to time as the makeup of the court changes, so it's really become ultra-conservative, and that's bad news. Keith, thanks a lot. Have a great fishing trip. Okay, thank you. All right, that's Keith Baldry. That was Baldry's Beat. Thanks for all your calls.